0: what the heck is up guys and welcome back to the maker made podcast thanks so much for listening following subscribing tuning in wherever you're coming from this is episode 20 proudly brought to you by grabo tools shout out to grabo uh joined by my good buddy doggo how the fudge are you doing doggo (laughs) what up what up how you doing my brother so good so glad to be here as per usual and ready to uh, kick this off yeah yeah, let's get it, dude. Episode twenty, man, what a ride it's been. Twenty, I d- never thought we'd hit double digits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. So, how are you? How are things
1: going? Um, catch me up to speed. How's your last week been? Yeah, this week has not been good. So, last uh, last episode, uh, we mentioned that I would be moving in on Thursday. Um, at the time that the episode was posted, uh, they had to delay that because they mm. had a bankruptcy in twenty eighteen, and they were checking to see if there would be a lien on the title and, you know, wasn't a clean title. So we postponed until July 8th where my interest rates still held. They're going to buy it down until then. But this morning, so Tuesday or Wednesday, June 15th, uh, I just got the message that they're not going to get their court date until the end of June or end of July. Oh, wow. Excuse me. And at that point, they're probably not going to sell it at all. (laughs) So even though I put this offer on the house over a month ago, and that title, all that stuff should have been taken care of right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm stuck like two months behind um, my like anticipated schedule. So uh kind of sucks that I got a... I went from, you know, this week was supposed to be my new office right, recording right, and everything. Right. Um, and now it's like, actually, I have to re-download Zillow and <laughs> start looking at houses again. Oh, dude, that blows. Um, but today... He used my cousin's trailer, got a storage locker, took a bunch of my extra junk to the storage locker, get it out of his shop so I can use that a little more. Because right now it's just been all small stuff. Right. And I'm hoping that, you know, create some room and uh, kind of get back into the swing of things as much as I can.
0: Oh, man, that is so tough. Less than ideal. Man, that is very less. So you're you're literally back to the drawing board, right? You know, looking for
1: new places again. Yeah. Yeah, even though this offer went in May 10th, so over a month ago, I was like, I'm moving in. And then now, like I said, it's total, total rewind. um, Back to
0: square one. That's crazy, dude. I've, I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. That's a pain in the neck and very fudged up of a situation. But I mean, as long as you're in good spirits about it, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be, Got you know.
1: To. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I do have some cool projects that like I said, now that there's some more space in the garage, I'm gonna organize, tidy up, and start working on some projects. Um, what kind of projects? But other than that, what's what up? kind of projects? That floating fireplace. I'm gonna work on that, even though I don't have a place to put it. <laughs> Hopefully the new house has a spot for it. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, some more of those chaos ish boards, the the slightly slightly chaotic. Yeah, and then uh, uh, some like cheese, like cutting boards with the little cheese wire thingy that you cut the cheese through. You know, I I see those all the time in like
0: my little Facebook groups, and some some people in the maker community uh, make those. But I heard that that hardware is like impossible to get right now. You have some, really? I bought. Four of them at Rockler. Really? Oh, I mean, maybe Rockler Came like three days later. Maybe it's like a bulk type thing. Maybe like these people who mm. are mass producing them don't have access to like the bulk ordering or something like that. They're cool. I mean, I don't, I would never use anything like that personally. I don't even like the Jeez, but But <laughs> um, those what? are cool. And I bet they would sell super duper well. Is that something that you want to take to the markets? Yeah, little craft fair, yeah, market kind of thing.
1: Um, yeah, that's that. You got so
0: just some smaller stuff. You got one coming up? september
1: september oh wait september when was your last desk pop <laughs> um yeah so september uh which again was kind of the motivation to get some stuff in storage locker um also like so i could make inventory and have space to, to spread out but with that um the storage locker's temperature controlled so Ooh. i can like, put my bands on there i put my planner in there like i said create some space so i can build some inventory, have some fun uh, because it's pretty draining. Like, it's just mentally, emotionally exhausting. Oh, for Um, sure. Because this was the house that I put the offer on, didn't get it. They came back a week later and said, the other lady backed out and then I got it, got the inspection, VA loan, um, appraised it, got it, good to go two days before closing. Like, rug swept out from underneath me, so it's been a lot of a lot of ups and downs, so um, kind of excited to just like just go, you know, right. move forward and uh, put this one on the reviewer for sure. Um, so yeah, all right, enough enough negative stuff. What do you got going on? <laughs> well, you let's see, let's hear some happy stuff. My dog died yesterday.
0: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, definitely it's been it's been pretty good over here. You know, uh, staying alive uh consuming hella otter pops i'm back
1: on the uh freeze pop grind dude i just found him in my cousin's fridge or freezer so good orange is the best in my opinion you're crazy it's all about
0: the pinks and the reds and the blues for me pinks reds okay blue i think is probably no i would say reds my favorite i just ate a blue one so life's pretty good right now you know it's hard to complain when you got an ice (laughs) pop in your hand but uh those definitely help keeping things keeping things cool out here. And just been working, man. You know, just uh, keeping the head down. I keep saying that I'm going to start posting more on social media, which I have. I posted more this month than I have the past, like, four months. And we're only 15 days in. So I'm proud of that. Um, can only go up still. So that's kind of on the agenda. I do want to start posting at least a couple times a week. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that kind of kind of going off of our original topic but we wanted to talk more about hiring an editor or you know kind of commissioning someone to edit your videos i feel like that could be a good talking point that's something that i'm super duper interested in but we can jump into that at a later time um so i finished my uh first order of that lady's table bases that we talked about last week
1: oh yeah the ones that you haven't sent me pictures (laughs) of i'm not upset or offended about it dude i i'm telling you well first off I'm not even joking to you when I say
0: that I get a little concerned filming this time of year because my garage is like over a hundred degrees and my phone will overheat so quickly if I'm recording for longer than like 30 seconds, you know, yep. uh, but I definitely need to get some pictures of those because um, they turn out so well. Uh, for those of you, if you may, if you didn't hear on the last few episodes that we talked about it, this gal who gets a lot of returned furniture and uh, damaged furniture and all that stuff, she resells them. Uh, she contacted me to have me make some bases for a few tabletops that she had. She's got like 60 tabletops in her little warehouse, but she had me 660. Six, zero. Six, zero. All kinds, Ooh. like six foot round, eight feet long, rectangle ones, square ones, whole nine yards. But we started off with just three. I made those three this week and last week, uh, and they turned out really cool. I, I used India ink for the first time. That was a very interesting oh, yeah. process um okay it worked fine i mean it's not it's not anything really exciting but it looked cool i wanted a pitch black look and we got that fortunately okay um that kind of consumed most of my time last week and then uh, templates like usual um cutting them and shipping them and working on should we talk about the wholesale deal that we've been teasing at for a really long time
1: oh next week next week off air off air off air (laughs) So, yeah, let's talk. Well, we can talk. Tell me about wholesale. We can talk about it,
0: but I don't necessarily want to say the brand. Is that a bad idea? Okay. Mm, no, that works. Okay, cool. Not unless you're getting paid from them well, for it. I'm not getting paid to promote them. I got paid to make them templates. Yeah, so unless they're paying you to promote it, then okay.
1: no way, Jose. Well,
0: you'll find out soon enough, probably here in the next two weeks. I'm sure everyone who listens to this will know who it is, but... All 10 of us? All 10 of them? <laughs> exactly. Um, I got my first
1: huge wholesale retail deal. So when you say huge, quantify that in number of templates cut. It's 225 templates.
0: Which is how many sheets of acrylic? Uh, that would be... It turned out being... N- 11 sheets of acrylic 11 four by eight sheets of acrylic how many different styles sizes they got started out with seven different templates and then we ended up with nine different templates at 25 of each and uh, yeah they they kind of we worked at a deal to where they could have a couple templates that have never been sold before so they are okay. kind of like perspective templates on my site and I ended up pitching it to them and I offered them licensing rights to those templates. So okay. that was kind of cool. And then that's kind of like a way to make sure that uh, they have some particular templates that don't compete with some I already sell or some that I could wholesale yeah. to other retailers. Okay. So that was kind of a fun thing to – like, because they came to me and they were saying uh, like – because they, they obviously looked at my website and saw all the templates I had on there. And I sent them kind of a little pamphlet of pricing. Uh, it suggested retail price. Um, and there was, I think, 10 templates on there. I just picked 10 random ones that I really liked. Well, it was eight random ones and two of these new ones that I had never released before. Yeah. And I told them that too. Uh, just based off of if they ever looked at my website and couldn't find those. That's why. And they loved it. And they immediately were like, okay, like, is it possible for us to own that design? And you no longer produce mm. that for anyone other than me? And I said, and they, they basically said, like, name your price. Like, how much do you need on top of obviously buying the templates to license this design to us? So that was really cool. Okay. And that's something I never expected that I that's could. That's a sweet deal. Yeah. I never expected I could make money off of that portion of things, but it makes sense. I mean, like people charge for plans online that they sell. Yep. So, and I also, you know, put the time and effort of designing this template, putting it into my pamphlet, the whole nine yards. So I basically was paid upfront for that effort, or not upfront, but I was paid for that
1: effort. Yeah. In general, I got you. I got what you're saying. Um. So, uh, rewind a little bit. How'd you? Get hooked up with this company because I know who it is because we've talked about it and it's it's not a small company. No, this, it's a large organization. That that's the big thing too. Is like I
0: it's so funny. I was just looking at uh, on the first of the, this year. I wrote down like ten goals that I wanted to accomplish this year. One of them being sell X amount of dollars in templates, and another one of them being get my templates into retail stores, which I now technically can say that i have done the did you get two birds stoned at once i did i definitely did do that <laughs> um so that's really exciting that makes me feel really good about myself but uh how you did should. how did i get into touch with these people luckily uh, another maker in the community had a good connection with them And I kind of reached out to them to expedite the, to to be dead honest with you. I'm so thankful for that connection, but I know that I could have gotten into that seat without having that connection. Mm -hmm. It just Mm -hmm. made it so much easier and so much more expedited. I couldn't believe it. Like we're talking from, let's say it was 9am. I sent this DM to this other maker to see if he could make the connection. Not even a full business day later, I got an email from, uh, a rep with that company who had the desi- decision making power to close a deal basically to move, forward, yeah, to move forward. That's sweet. So that was really, really exciting and kind of, it was very stressful 24 hours to be honest with you. There's a lot I had to figure out and a lot I had to yeah. come up with answers for his, uh, he was super friendly. The guy that I chatted with within the company. And he said like, Hey man, like I'm kind of new to this position. We want your templates. Love what you do. Love. We really want to support you and work with you but I need like this amount of information and like four of the five things he asked for. I was like, what the fudge is this dude? <laughs> like, how much... What do you mean? So, uh, I had to come up with, I knew when I first reached out to them that I needed to have, you know, that pamphlet that I spoke about that had, you know, which templates, the sizing names mm-hmm. and, uh, the wholesale price as well as suggested retail price for them. yeah um, They asked me if I had map pricing. Do you know what that is? I've heard of
1: it before, but I'm not sure. So map pricing is... (laughs) Sorry, I had to look it up.
0: So map pricing is minimum advertised price. So they were asking me if I had a map price for all these templates. So that would be the lowest amount that they could advertise it to sell. Because let's say I gave them mm. a 50% margin on templates. So it's a $50 template. I sold it to them for $25. They have mm. the liberty to price it however they want. I just suggested that they should make a 50% profit on that. Does that make sense? Okay. And then they as distributors can be like, you know what? Let's run a sale to sell this this suggested $50 template for $35. We'll take a much less of a profit. but We'll still make a profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but they basically were asking me if I had any rules with that, which I did not. I also, I, I don't know. I guess the benefit of why retailers would do that, but it's obviously there for a reason, and I'll figure it out someday. But um, I did not give them map pricing for that.
1: I mean, I guess if you're still selling those templates, like anything lower than that would undercut you, right? Yeah,
0: but I, I didn't think that it really mattered in this situation and it could be naive of me, but I mean, the goal is to eventually move away from me selling to consumers. I would like to sell only to wholesalers right, and stuff. Exactly. To for retailers. Big, big, yeah. But I mean, I, I love providing them for, you know, our maker friends and whatnot, of course, but I just think that if I want to go the next level, then this wholesale route is the way that I have to go. And that's kind of the way I've set up my
1: goals for this year. So, they're, like, I'm confu- not confused, but I wonder why organizations like these don't just make their own. Um, Like, I'm happy that they're using you, obviously, because yeah. it helps a friend out. But it seems like I mean, your CNC all in all was, what, eight grand-ish? Not even, yeah. So, like, Roundup, call it eight high, is a high number. Mm-hmm. I mean, these big woodworking companies could easily invest in that and yeah but i mean they don't have i'm happy they're not yeah
0: exactly i definitely uh, shouldn't <laughs> be giving anyone any ideas but they don't have the shapes they don't have the foothold of the market i guess which that i guess that
1: doesn't really matter i was going to say if if the company you know oh if they started, started selling the website, them without
0: me they would be i would be toast
1: yeah cuz everybody likes that that red logo oh yeah that that would
0: obviously be less than ideal but i think it comes down to they would have to you know book someone basically full-time to make the designs produce the designs uh run the machinery buy the machinery set up the machinery figure out how to use the machinery
1: you know what i mean yeah um yeah i mean like again i'm happy they're not
0: (laughs) yeah i actually don't want to talk about that anymore (laughs)
1: We're going to cut that. Let's talk about that
0: off air. air. (laughs) But no, but it's exciting, dude. And I, the goal that I wrote down that I was looking at earlier was that I wanted to get into a retail store. Um, This one is kind of a a, online retailer. Yeah. So it does. I don't know if it'll necessarily count, but I also have two other, uh, three other fish on the hooks. That'll be actual Mm -hmm. like templates will be on shelves, you know? So that will be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Those are all local uh to you? no well other ones?
0: two of them are totally local one is a small business out in uh your neck of the woods actually and then the other one is uh i would say across the united states i, mean, I don't know if i'd be in every store right off the bat but they have stores all over the united states it's home depot isn't it <laughs> imagine that'd be crazy I don't, no. I don't think that would work out very well no that would
1: suck you wouldn't sleep at all if you had to produce for a company like that.
0: Uh, yeah, that would be a lot less than ideal. I mean, it, I, I mean, I would be able to get multiple machines, kind of deal, but I don't think that might. I don't think that this product would fit well in a Home Depot. You know? Oh no, not at all. Yeah, but you know what? Let's take a quick second and think of the sponsor of today's episode, which is Grabo Tools. You're probably asking yourself, what is a Grabo? Well, I'll tell you, it's a portable electric vacuum lifter capable of lifting up to 375 pounds of dry, rough, and porous materials. Designed with professionals in mind, its ergonomics provide better grip and less fatigue when moving heavy objects. Works perfectly with glass, wood, ceramic tiles, metals, and many other materials. My favorite use is to tote around unruly sheet goods. If you haven't checked out Grabo yet, get on it. Thanks Grabo for sponsoring today's episode. Alright thanks so much Grabo again we really appreciate you guys we should name this episode like template king or something like that <laughs> Um, because I want to say that like I want to get to the point where woodworking is not like my primary income like I want templates to be the boss hoss around here and then mm-hmm. I can start limiting the clients I take on with woodworking so I can make sure I'm only working on things that I like have I already talked about that mm-hmm. before Oh, you mentioned it. Yeah. So is that not a good idea then?
1: Save it for another episode. Okay.
0: But let's jump into a question we got from Caddy Creek Woodworks and he asked, what router bit do you recommend for templates? I am using a DeWalt Palm router. So it's kind of interesting. I typically would not recommend using a Palm router to flush trim templates. It just can get a little squirrely, but I know it's possible. I know it can be done. And, uh Doggy, I'm going to sauce this over to you because, obviously, you and I talked religiously about templates and how to well-execute making boards out of using my templates. So,
1: mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, questions, or what are your opinions on that? So, I just pulled up my Amazon cart um, and looked up flush trim bits because I have about six of them that I've ordered. Um, uh, it really depends. Uh Like, if you're using a palm router, uh, you got to use a... A quarter inch shank oh yeah and it like you said can get a little hairy uh, especially on corners and edges make sure everything's clamped down tightly um or tight rather um but i had a a big one that was a freud is that how you say it fruit i think it's freud i think you said it right i I never know i
0: say it differently in my head
1: every time but let's go with freud (laughs) um and that was like a three inch tall bit holy cow it was just the two it was just the two blade one on either side Mm -hmm. so that thing was loud (laughs) i'm like that thing was so loud so there's like the there's a couple different styles of blades or router bits the like straight blade Mm -hmm. bits which are louder um but but cheaper and then there's spiral bits which are much quieter and, in my opinion, cut way cleaner. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, hang on. Let's not. Let's not. Uh, it's not just the sound we're worried about here. So, Doug's right. The spiral bits and then the straight cutting bits. Straight cutting bits. They kind of like take chunks away. I feel like that's a good way to describe it. You get a lot more chips rather than like dust. Yeah. Because they're just straight blades spinning. But the spiral kind of shaves it away. And that's kind of like the battle with uh, like planers, with straight knife planers and spiral cutter head pla- yep. uh, planers and um, what's the word? Helical heads. Uh, obviously, helical's way better because it's quieter for sure. And it, each little tiny blade takes away less material
1: than those giant straight blades. So Yeah, so I think the the physics behind it is based on the, the curvature of the blade, it's just less surface area of the blade in contact with the wood at a time. Um, Again, thus quieter, cleaner, all that good stuff. 100%. Um, But what else with those blades, man? And then I had a a spiral quarter inch shank on my router table. And about a year and a half ago, it snapped and launched across my garage. I couldn't find it (laughs) uh, because I was pushing too hard on the blade with my cutting board that i was flush trimming Mm. so the bay basically bent and that was it i was packing my house in april taking down my wall and the little piece of the flush trim bit was on top of my little plastic (laughs) wall organizer thing (laughs) like not only did it land on maybe like a half inch section of surface area you know Mm -hmm. seven feet in the air but it just didn't move for a year and a half (laughs) that's Um, crazy but the one i will Shout out, I guess. Uh, I know um, we talk about not giving too much free ad time. No free brand deals. Yeah, it's the <laughs> the white side router bit. It's a half inch spiral up down, and it cuts an inch and a half thick. So that's plenty for all the cutting boards I do, inch and a half thick. Mm-hmm. And it's the up down cut, which you can get up or down right. or up down. I think, and it just depends on the way the blade. Leaves maybe a little chip out on the top or bottom if you're using the other two. I don't know the whole science behind that. Yeah, me either And this I think combination that... is where I go.
0: I don't know either. Um it seems to apply more to like I mean it could be super wrong, but I know that with the CNC stuff it really matters. Um, but for this Mm, flush trimming things i would always go for uh the compression bits which is like the up down cut one Mm -hmm. um and i it just makes the most sense to me and i think that would be your best bet um i know that bits and bits sells a line of bits that are they call them like the ultimate line of flush trim bits they have a ton of really good ones on there whether it's a top bearing bottom bearing um, quarter inch half inch whatever it may be for a palm router like doggy said for sure you're gonna have to go with a quarter inch just because i don't think they make half inch shank uh, palm routers and once again bits and bits that's a company that i really like to go with they sell the white side bits um, and they put like their custom astra coating on there which is supposed to make it last mm-hmm. better and the bit in particular that i'm looking at uh for the palm router is the quarter inch shank one inch cut length three inch overall length and it's called the bits and bits quarter inch spiral compression flush trim router bit that's the one i would suggest and i also use one just like that for whenever i have to use uh, a template with some tighter curves that i need to get in tight to Ooh, yeah because yeah, yeah. sometimes the half inch bearings can't get into where you need to but if you can use a half-inch bit, I definitely recommend it. Uh, the one that Doggy mentioned is freaking rock solid.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, another thing off of that is, uh, at least in my experience, spending the extra money makes a huge difference. Oh, the yeah. Freud one I had was like 60 bucks for flush trim. I've had a white, sal- white side straight blade that was like 65 or 70 bucks and not great results the one that i have now is like 125 mm-hmm. and it, it is amazing yeah um, which is a
0: lot to spend on a router bit don't get me wrong i 100 yeah. percent i 100 percent get it but like doggy says so freaking worth it you don't even know it's just smooth smooth as tennessee whiskey am
1: i right doggy i haven't had any tennessee whiskey since i got here oh dude are you even a tennessee resident now am i a tennis tennesseean tennesseean t- uh, t- Memphisian. Memf- <laughs> Memf- <laughs> Memf- am i memphician <laughs> now i don't know what, i don't know what, if you know what you call someone from memphis please dm the show <laughs> <laughs>
0: write in and let us know what the right way is to say it because we would i like think to it's memph
1: memph Memf- Memf-
0: Memf-
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a like a City in the Bible.
0: Memphisite. There's like Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> like, Ohio's Ohio. We're Ohioans. Uh
0: real quick to wrap up this question. I just pulled up the actual <laughs> uh half inch spiral uh compression bit that I use and it is sold. You can get it on bitsandbits.com. I highly suggest mm-hmm. it. Made by Whiteside. The number is UDFT5152. That is a the big boy half inch shank one and a half inch cut length, four and a quarter inch overall length. That's where you want to be if you want to be flush trimming with a router table, which I highly it's recommend investing I in.
1: Yeah. Doggy and I got the same one and it's just a game changer. Especially if you're doing templates, um, I pretty much keep that that big router bit, the flush trim in my router table at all times. Like it really doesn't move. Does yours...
0: You Okay, so you have the... Saw stop router wing, yeah, that attaches to the table saw. Yes, and then you have the actual saw stop router lift installed in that.
1: Yes, no, 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 no. I don't have the Jessam.
0: You have the Jessam. Which one? The the Jessam two.
1: Yeah, so I have that one as well. Do you? Are
0: you able to raise or are you able to lower the lift low enough to where when you have that bit in the router that it sits below the table surface?
1: Yeah, it depends on how um, how deep you put the router bit into the collet. Interesting, because I, I might have to try to adjust
0: mine. Because I like to leave mine in the table saw as well, especially with when I have to uh, uh, flush trim tabs on templates before I ship them mm-hmm. out. Um, but I, whenever I go to drop it, I can't get it to drop all the way, like below the surface. So maybe I'll have to check yeah. how
1: deep I have it in the router. I would like, yeah, I would... Maybe go a little bit deeper um, as long as you can, as long as the entire blade is not in it. I think there's something, some router bits have a little black line for how low it should go in. Yeah, I've um, seen that
0: before on a lot of CNC bits
1: too, mm-hmm. but some don't have them. I would them. say that, yeah, mo- I'd say probably half, maybe, maybe more than half don't have them. Um, it's really convenient when they do though. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I also have, I have five routers, no, four routers. Can you tell me them all right now? Yes. Bosch 1617 one. is in the router table. Pretty much flush trim and dado only. I've got the Milwaukee cordless 18. That one is really just for edge treatment on tables, so not limited by the cord. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. Uh, the DeWalt Three. plunge router is in my circle jig. So that's like pretty much just, <laughs> just for cutting circles. <laughs> Um And then I have the Bosch Colt, four. which is for uh, juice grooves and cutting boards. Last but not um, least. I had a rigid. I don't, I don't think I still have that. You're a phony. You only have four. Two Bosch. Oh, man, I just have four.
0: Darn it. I think I have three. The Bosch 1617 is the go-to for router table stuff. Because a workhorse. yeah, it's a workhorse. It's got the various variable speed, which is oh, very important for templates as well. You guys need to make sure you pay attention to the bit manufacturers' RPM suggestions and make sure you turn tune your router accordingly. Because I've I figured out that the best setting for flush trimming on the Bosch sixteen seventeen with that half inch bit we talked about is the third speed setting, maybe even the fourth, maybe like halfway between. So them. like three or four, yeah. Is that what you do, or do you That's not pay funny. attention?
1: Dude, I leave mine on full throttle all the time. And how many tear-out incidents have you had? Um, A few. I, I'm I'm feeling kind of
0: attacked right now. I don't like it. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, you need to pay attention to that, because three it is four. important. Okay. Um, And then, so I have three routers. I have two 1617s. I have one in my router table, and one that I have for whatever freehand type situation that i need it for mm-hmm. and then i have a ryobi trim router that one's got like either a round over or a chamfer bit in it at all times and then the oh i guess my biggest use for the bosch 1617 that's not in my router table is for floating shelves using those shepherd brackets with that nice little oh, flush trim bit yep i use my milwaukee cordless for that um, mm, super easy but yeah, See, I, I like to have the plunge feature. The plunge base, you know? Kind of mm-hmm. helps to make sure... I, cause I, Do you take that all away in one pass, or do you do a couple?
1: I did two. Yeah, I think I did two, maybe three on my first one, just because I was nervous, but... So I took a Forstner bit, and I drilled a little Forstner bit, and then I put the router into oh. it. Turned it on, did it, lowered it a little more, and then did it again to get the right depth. That's a good idea. I um, should have done that. Oh, yeah, also... I never, I'll never know which way to go with the palm router around a nope. table. Nope. Um, have you seen uh, Parks and Rec? A uh, little bit, not a lot of it. When he's like, I don't know who Al Gore is, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> like that's how I, that's how I feel about the router. It's like I don't know which way to run the router, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, man.
0: My favorite scene from. Uh, wait, what did you say, Parks and Rec? that's parks and rec is yeah. parks and rec the one with ron swanson yeah buddy. the best scene is when he's like walking through like Lowe's or whatever <laughs> and someone's like oh can i help you out and he's like i know more than you
1: i know more than you <laughs> it's like every dad in you know a home improvement store i know more than you and what's funny is
0: ron swanson in real life what's what's that actor's name nick offerman he is a, a woodworker. Yeah, he's a wicked, talented woodworker. He's got a shop, I think, out in, like, Northern California. I think I saw a little YouTube video of his shop, and he does really sick stuff. And he's, like, a very intelligent woodworker.
1: Well, in Parks and Rec, they, there was some type of finish that was being used. And he was basically like, no, you wouldn't use that for that. Like, he, like, called it out, and it was true. It wasn't just, <laughs> you know. Hollywood or whatever, making stuff up. Like guess the truth. That is great.
0: Um, looks like he runs a business that is the Offerman Wood Shop. He's got like merch. He's got a whole team. It looks like that's pretty cool. All kinds of beds and tables and unique things. Some ta- some dining tables, coffee tables. That's cool, dude. But enough about him. And let's jump into this week's
1: maker spotlight. Can
0: we get a drum roll, please?
1: ben from lost woods
0: creative dude is a gem of a maker that guy's the probably top three most wicked epoxy artists
1: in the maker community if i do say so myself he's he's definitely better than zach from double k products and he's definitely cooler than zach from double k products way better way cooler even better looking if i do say so myself yeah i'd have to we could put up a poll on the instagram just to <laughs> just to verify no but uh ben really is a cool dude um and some of the stuff he makes not only does he like make really good stuff which the post i'm looking at now is when he did the epoxy splines. I knew that's box. the one you were looking at. That's what I'm looking Dude, at too. So wicked. And he used the epoxy from the bottom of the bucket to get the, um uh, like, you know, when the epoxy cures in the bucket yeah. and you slam it out, that's what he used. That's so cool. Um, yeah, that post is awesome, but he does really good work. And then one thing that I don't do very well at all, which he does an amazing job at is capturing it. Like his photography, and cinematography Amazing. is incredible yeah on top of his work being incredible yeah for sure i agree and he's a very
0: friendly fellow like doggy said we've chatted with him for a little while now we uh, played xbox with him too yes that's the best part and then uh he's from or he lives in kentucky right now and he's actually was born and raised in uh kenya africa is that accurate uh i believe it was kenya Pretty crazy, so that's a fun little fact about him. If you haven't checked yep. out his stuff, you guys definitely need to go take a look at it. Uh, again, that is Ben from Lost Woods Creative on Instagram. You know, you already know we'll be sharing him on the podcast Instagram. So whenever you guys see that, make sure you jump over there and give him some love because it is very well deserved. He's uh, creeping up to 10k, so let's try to you know help him out a little bit. Why not, right? Push him
1: over the edge, baby. And with that. You want to call it quits episode 20 brought to you by grabbo tools, grabbo.tools on Instagram. Thank you so much for your support to the show, getting us to our 20th episode and we're excited for 21 next week. Our podcast is legally able to drink next week so maybe Woo-hoo! we'll have some beers for it
0: let's do it dude. <laughs> little uh, maker made podcast after dark remember that time <laughs> that we recorded one of those episodes and it never saw the light of day because someone didn't turn on their microphone pointing <laughs> at <laughs> myself because
1: i'm the idiot matt from rough sanded woodworks the only one that listened to that podcast because he's the only one on the patreon
0: (laughs) no actually we do have a handful of patreons and let's give them a shout out because they deserve it real quick before we wrap this up if that's all right with you we do have a handful of active Patrons and three of them share the last name Westfall, but the uh, other three are Ryan from Clee Cuts Woodworking, John Grubb from Grub Makes, and Matt from Rough Sanded Woodworking. You guys are the real deal. We appreciate you and love you so dearly. Thanks, y'all, for supporting the show. We love you. And let's wrap this sucker up with a peace. Episode
1: 20. Peace.
0: Peace, peace, peace.